You are listening to Intrepid Healthcare's exclusive coverage of the HIMSS Annual Conference and Exhibition. Welcome to HIMSS 15 Direct from Chicago. Our coverage is brought to you by CTG Health Solutions, your trusted advisor for healthcare IT advisory and consulting services. And now, here are your hosts, Joe Lavelle and Rayanne Thorne. Welcome to a special episode of Intrepid Healthcare, live from the HIMSS 15 exhibition floor in Chicago. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm excited to be bringing you Talk HIT with CTG with my friend and co-host, Rayanne Thorne, from our remote studio right here in the CTG Health Solutions booth. Rayanne, let's give another quick shout out to our sponsor, CTG Health Solutions. Absolutely, Joe. We are so excited to be at HIMSS 15 this year. CTG has been a great partner. Really excited to get to know each and every guest that have been brought to the table here today. And it's been very exciting to see the people walking past. They stop, they listen to what's being discussed. And really, we've had a couple of people come up and say, hey, you need to interview me. I've got something to say. So it's been great to be here today. Awesome, and we have another great guest lined up. We're going to get right to it, Rayanne. Today we're joined by Danette Dressback, Director of Information Integration for St. Luke's Health System. Danette, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joe, for inviting me. It's an honor to be here. Good deal. Did I get your pronunciation right? You did a great job. <laughs> All right. I know it's a tough one. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> All right. Before we get into our discussion, please take a few seconds and inform the audience about your background. Thank you. I started in IT in about 20 years ago. I start, My career actually started out in finance, but I was very disillusioned with finance and IT within those organizations and really just making money for other people, and I wanted to do something more meaningful. So I started looking into healthcare and opportunities in healthcare. That's when I had an amazing opportunity at INHS in Spokane, Washington, where I started out working in the Providence Health System. That's where I got all of my meaningful use background. In 2011, we were one of the early adopters in the top 100 hospitals to initially attest for meaningful use in 2011. Outstanding. So we worked really hard on all of those projects. We had a lot going on. And an opportunity came up in Boise for me to do the same thing for Boise. They hadn't started their meaningful use program. So I packed up and moved everything to Boise. Wow. (laughs) We've been... (laughs) We've been working on government programs since then. My responsibilities have absolutely grown and taken on more and more as we've got into all of the government programs, regulations, and compliance that we've had to deal with. Awesome. Well, tell us a little about St. Luke's Boise. St. Luke's is the largest independent health system in Idaho. We are really geographically isolated and rural, cover about 22,000 square miles. We have seven hospitals, over 100 clinics, about 1,700 providers, clinicians, 15,000 employees, and we cover a width and breadth of this, the southwestern part of the state and into eastern Oregon. I'm really looking forward to your answer to this question because you've done this twice through the <laughs> meaningful use. As you look back at your pursuits of meaningful use, what would you do different than you did the first couple times? You know, that's a really tough question because meaningful use is hard, it's complex, it's confusing, and they keep changing the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it would have 
been nice to know that they were going to continue to change the rules, but we didn't know. So I think we did the best we could, and we've done well and been very, very successful. I'm not sure I would change anything, to be perfectly honest. Well, maybe you could tell us a few of the things that you did that you found that really made you successful. Well, I feel like the things that really made us successful were the transparency with the physicians, with the operators, with the business. We really collaborated together and made it our project and not just an IT project. The lines were very blurred. And to be perfectly honest, as we move into this technological era, we're going to have to, in healthcare, become more and more blurred between the lines of IT and care and business. Exactly. You know, this last part of Meaningful Use, Meaningful Use 2, brought us the patient portals. Tell us a little bit about your strategy there and how that worked out. Well, the patient portal was a really exciting project for me and my team. I was designated as a system lead as a goal to increase our patient portal activations. So in 2014, we hit the ground running with about 10% of our patient population on the patient portal, and we increased that to almost 40% in a year. And we did it by getting that ownership from every single employee, all 15,000 employees within St. Luke's, that this is going to improve care. This is going to help the patients own their health care. And as they start to own their health care, that's how we're going to improve the care in Southern Idaho. So everybody had the opportunity to, within clinics, to have their own strategy. So if they wanted to say that if you signed up 10 people in a month, you got a day off free without taking PTO, that's what they did. Or if they wanted to party at the end, that's what they did. We encouraged and supported all of that. We had marketing come in and help us to develop campaigns for each and every area. So it was really true opportunity for those who were trying to get those activations to own those that those activations and to understand the functionality of the portal to encourage those patients to use the portal and i think it was a really big success for us that's outstanding that's great you talked a little bit about the patient on this Mm -hmm. now as we look ahead at icd-10 and october 1 looming in the future here We've spoken to a couple of different people, and, and they've all said it's going to happen, right? And I, and I think it needs to happen in order for us to really continue our patient advocacy programs as we move forward. we got to catch up with the rest of the world. The rest of the world. We're 20 years behind. We're 20 years behind. <laughs> so do you think it's going to happen? First question. Second part of that, what have you done to prepare? Well, yes, I think it's going to happen. Keep in mind, I thought it was going to happen last year. Okay. <laughs> I was I was standing on a soapbox with he. They cannot delay, delay it again. This year. They yeah. won't delay. They again. won't delay again, and they did. So, you know, with that caveat, we have been through testing. We have prepared our systems and rationalized them to in all the ways necessary. We've gone through all the testing. We're training. We're double coding with the calculators that our EMR vendor provides so that we get the physicians and clinicians get used to using it. If they delay again, you know, we're going to have to go through all of this again next year and the cost and the, and, and just what you lose in delaying another year. Right. it would be, I think it would be extremely arduous. It stalls everything. It stalls everything. It stalls everything instead of moving forward. Mm-hmm, so absolutely. Happy to hear that you guys are actually testing your 
ahead of the game. And you're way ahead of primary care physicians who are just sitting in the background saying, it's going to delay again. It's going to delay again. So thank you for being a leader on that forefront. Absolutely. There's a few topics each year at HIMSS that (laughs) when we say the words... There's uh, a low rumble everywhere. Our first guest today jumped on the table uh, when we were talking about patient advocacy, but the one I'm bringing up is interoperability. Definitely a theme this year. I know it's a hot button for you. Tell us about your challenges with interoperability and how you move forward there. Well, we had more than one challenge. (laughs) Our first challenge last year was that because of our rural nature, our independent nature within our region, we were the first to go on to stage two in our area. So we didn't have trading partners. We just didn't have any. So we engaged it with a HISP and then... We were very happy for the hardship that, you know, if you didn't have 100 referrals within that train, that helped us. And then the next one that helped us was being able to attest to any, again, the rules changing. Right. <laughs> being able to attest to whichever stage you were, you were able to. However, our vendor was ready for stage two, so that made it really challenging because we wouldn't really have a reason to delay one of our vendors. So what we did was we strategized and looked to see who are our top places that we refer to. And basically we talked them into accepting our electronic transfers so that we would meet meaningful use. And, you know, we we were really transparent with them. You're going to be there next year. This is going to help you next year. So we had the opportunity. We did have some that we were just not able to hit 100% like we have in the past with Meaningful Use. We were at about 84% of our Stage 2 providers. But when you look at the statistics across the nation, I think feel like we did an outstanding job. Great. Well, we're sitting right next to this other booth, and uh, we've been talking about its hashtag because we are hashtag close to epic. Yeah, um, hashtag close to epic. Is it, isn't that your vendor? It is our vendor. Are you and using that both for inpatient and outpatient? Our only outpatient at this point, we are in the throes of our inpatient uh, implementation. Okay. So we're ramping up, we're hiring, and we're trying to get, you know, all of our ducks in a row to be ready for a 2016 implementation. Well, I have some old information that around the 2010 time frame, there were 7 to 10 outpatient EHR, so getting to one in that short of time is, and getting to meaningful use well, is... That's great. I have to say that in the ambulatory space, you know, close to Epic, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag close to Epic, is our provider of choice and our EMR of choice, and certainly we have the majority on That's outstanding. That's great. We do have two other EMRs that we're working with as well. And they've been much more challenging. We're not even going to mention those names. Okay. (laughs) We were able to take every hardship available with those (laughs) EMRs in order to attest to meaningful use in 2014. And we're challenged this year again. Sounds like one of the recs, the job recs for your job, is the ability to be flexible And agile. You just agreed. So how have you been able to maintain that air of flexibility so that when things happen, you can just kind of roll with the punches? I'm extremely motivated for all of our providers to be successful because it's the best thing for our patients. Having an EMR and having one record is going to improve their care and health. 
And the more we can engage them, the more we can meet them where they are, the better and the improvements they're going to have to their health. And that's what I'm passionate about. That's why I left corporate America and went into healthcare so that we as a team, my team, other teams within our IT group, are really trying hard to be a part of that improvement. We'd love to give our guests a chance to brag about their teams back home. (laughs) Tell us about a project that went exceptionally well and some of the things you learned and some of the things your great team accomplished. Well, I can tell you that we've talked about a couple of them, the patient portal, stage two, and another one that we have been engaged in in the past year is, two of them, is um, standardizing our formulary, which has been super challenging across seven different hospitals who were just five years ago, many of them were independent. So they had their own formularies, their own board of directors. They were doing what they wanted to do. So that's been a real lesson in cooperation, in agility, in in being flexible. And the pharmacists on my team have just an amazing job of pulling that together. I'm, I'm so proud of both of them. And then the other is standardizing our order sets. When we started standardizing order sets in 2011, if Sue were close by, I'd, she could <laughs> firm this number, but I think it was over 750 to 1,000. And they have consolidated those down to 250 that are ready to be approved and hopefully ready for, not hopefully, they will be ready for our 2016 implementation. And they, I can't say enough about those team of nurse informaticists. They have just done an amazing job at, at working with all of the physicians, the dietitians, the respiratory. It's a huge challenge. Yeah, it takes a village. It truly does. There's so many great <laughs> health IT people here, but the people back home that are keeping the systems yeah. going while we're here definitely want to shout out and say thank you for all they do. Absolutely. All right. You know, you did take time out of your busy schedule to come here to Chicago. What do you hope to accomplish this week? Well, networking, of course, is huge. We're also an ACO, and we want to do better at what we're doing in our ACO. And so my teams have been, I have, I have two people from my team here who are actively participating in those sessions and we're, of course, listening to all the stage three changes and, and the modification changes. <laughs> so y- you have the opportunity to hear it, quote unquote, from the horse's mouth. And it makes such a huge difference in how you understand what they're trying to accomplish and what they're trying to, what their goal and vision is. I, I just don't think you get that by reading a set of published rules. I would agree with you wholeheartedly. All right, it looks like we're running close to out of time. Before we let you go, where can people go to learn more about St. Luke's and maybe to contact you? We do have a website, slhs.org. I'm also on LinkedIn, Danette Drasbach, and Twitter, at Danette D. At Danette D. Mm-hmm. D-E-N-E-T-T-E-D. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Perfect. It was such a great pleasure Thank to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. That wraps this live broadcast from Hymns 15. Rayanne, one more quick shout out to CTG. CTG Health Solutions. They are solving problems everywhere and making life better for their partners. Raising the roof at Hems 15. Come on by. We're at booth 1580.
All right. On behalf of our guest, Danette Dresbeck, and my co-host, Ray Ann Thorne, I'm Joe Lavelle. Intrepid Healthcare's live coverage from Chicago. We'll be right back. <laughs> 